You're listening to Children's Health Checkup. Welcome. I'm your host, Caitlin White. And today we're talking about sugar and kids, artificial sweeteners, reducing intake, and how much is just too much. Otto Santiago will help us with those tips. He is a clinical dietitian with the Get Up and Go program supported by Coles Cares at Children's Health. Otto, there's no denying that kids love anything sweet. While parents realize that too much sugar is bad, it's hard to know just how much is too much. Can you share the recommended daily sugar intake for kids? Yes. The American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommends that children have at least three to six teaspoons of sugar per day which is about 12 to 24 grams if you look at a can of soda or juice, right? You can see that sometimes sugars is listed as grams, but just six teaspoons. Now, the biggest thing is that the average American is eating about 22 teaspoons per day, and kids are eating about 16 per day. So that alone, we know that it is the excess of sugar that is causing our kids to you know, have problems with obesity and other health conditions that we see on the daily basis, like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, those different conditions that we see in adults. Now we see those creeping in into our children due to the excess amounts of sugar that they're consuming. Can you explain just why sugar is a health concern? It is a health concern, and it's because, as I said, it's the excess of the, the consumption of sugar. Sugar in itself, it's a great source of energy. If you eat a fruit, if you eat a piece of bread, all these items have natural sugars, but it's the added sugars that go along with that product and the added fact that they also are included. So it becomes a health concern because what happens is as your child or yourself are you overconsuming sugar, it can become very toxic for the body. So sugar can become very toxic for the body and can lead to what we call insulin resistance which is when your body is not able to react the right way to insulin, which is a hormone that helps store sugar in our cells. So that can lead to type 2 diabetes. And that's where it becomes a health concern. The other problem that we see also with high consumption of of sugars is that children are now developing what we call non-alcoholic fatty liver. And that's something that we used to see in adults that were alcoholics. We will see a fatty liver developed due to the high consumption of alcohol. But now we, we see this coming up in our children. And we know that it's due to the high consumption of juices, which I will provide some of the recommendations for juice. Like, for example, a child from the ages of one to three are only allowed to drink four ounces per day. Sometimes kiddos are drinking more than four ounces per day at that age. Kids four through six, if you look at it, it's almost the ounces that they recommend is based on the age group as well. Four to six ounces for kids to ages four to six. And then kids seven through 18, right? Once they become an 18, they're more, they're an adult. But nonetheless, the age group is at least eight ounces or one cup of juice per day. So we know that a lot of our kids, uh, high consumption of sugar, usually sometimes not food, is actually through drinks. They get excess calories, excess sugar through drinks. And this leads to also the development of caries, which, you know, some of our kids have problems, you know, dental cavities can lead to other issues. Uh, Pay attention to the recommendations. Obviously, we recommend zero sugary drinks. There are options you know, there are sparkling waters. There is a, a brands that you can find in the store that are zero calories, zero sugar, that are still water, more of that, that sparkling water type product. 
Those are things that you can replace for sodas. Uh, you can also infuse water with fruits, which it's just chopping up you know, certain fruits, letting them sit for a day or a couple of minutes, and then you can drink that water that will have the flavor of the fruit. So those are ways that parents can also reduce the amount of sugar their kids are consuming through drinks, which is one of the main sources of our kiddos developing the non-alcoholic fatty liver cavities and the other conditions that we just discussed. Now, when it comes to alternatives, are artificial sweeteners any better than sugar? Well, that's a very good question because um, the as far as we know, there are no caloric sweeteners, right? So that's one of the reasons they became so popular. The uh, American Academy of Pediatrics does not have a notice saying that never use them or use them, but what they're saying is that the research is very limited. So we don't know how these affect individuals long-term. Are, are, there are some pediatricians that have discussed that this may affect the gut flora in the children or adults. But then again, it, it depends how the individual responds to these sugars. However, artificial sweeteners, one of the things that I try to explain to my patients and the kids that I see and the families that I teach is that artificial sweeteners are like I like to use this analogy. It's like someone knocking on your door, right? And then hiding in the bushes. And then when you open the door, no one is there. So artificial sweeteners have no calories, so they don't provide energy. So that's when they enter the intestine, they just pass through, can cause a little bit of stomach distress. That's why some people have distress and stomach problems when they consume it. And that's why the American... Academy of Pediatrician is very conservative into saying just be cautious with what you're consuming because we don't know the long-term effects of it. However, we know that, like I said, because the way it reacts, it's like the trigger of smell, right? When you smell food, you start getting hungry. Whenever you taste food or you start chewing food, your body starts responding. And that's exactly what artificial sweeteners do. They activate your taste buds to send a signal to release hormones in the body that are in charge of reducing blood sugar in the body. But because there is no energy and no energy is being stored, then that can lead maybe to overeating because there's no energy. So that's the only thing that I would be concerned with. Uh, artificial sweetener overall, I think they're safe to use. Just keep an eye on your child, how your child responds to them. And I think it should be a good substitute for regular sugar, although I would not discard completely your regular sugar. Mm. Now, you shared a bunch of alternatives to juices earlier, but can you share some other tips on how to reduce sugar intake as a family? Well, yes. The biggest thing that I tell parents is as a family, if you know that there are food items that you're going to eat and you're not going to stop eating them as a family, then just buy them on that occasion that you know you're going to enjoy that food item. Otherwise, do not have them in the house because when they're there, you're going to be gravitate to grabbing the product and you're going to overeat it, which is going to lead to an excess amount of sugar, calories, and then you have the weight creeping up on your children and yourself and other health problems that come along with that. Another way to reduce sugar, and this is something that I, it's a quick recipe. If you buy plain yogurt, Greek preferably, because uh, it's higher in protein, I would recommend that. Um, you can replace, for example, peanut butter. So peanut butter, in most cases, depending on which brand you purchase, they're a little bit higher in sugar. So one way to substitute that one is buying powdered peanut butter. So replacing powder 
with the regular peanut butter, you get less calories, less sugar, and less fat overall. As a matter of fact, uh, two tablespoons of powdered peanut butter only provides 50 calories. So you can add that to your yogurt. You can add an artificial sweetener if you like. That way you can keep the, the calories low. You still get a high-dense food. And you can add any nut that you like or fruit. You can add fruits, which is a best way to get a good source of sugar in the body is through fruit. You have the fiber that mitigates a little bit of the reaction from the fruits, and, and it's a natural source. So you can add those to the, to the yogurt and have a quick snack, or that can be actual a meal for you if you decide to. Great. Otto, is there anything else you'd like to add about reducing sugar intake for families? Yes. Biggest thing, focus on reading food labels. If you do not know how to read food labels, there's a lot of information online, but I highly suggest you join us in in our programs. We have sections through our 10 weeks that we discuss how to read food labels so you can make better decisions there. 5210 is at least eating five servings of fruits and vegetables per day, spending two hours or less in front of a screen, one hour or more physical activity, and obviously zero sugary drinks. Um, starting the day right, that's huge. And what I mean by that is instead of starting the morning with cereal, right? A lot of parents, obviously, they're in a rush and they feed their children cereal. And a lot of these cereal products are high in sugar. Even if you buy a low in sugar, you still have to be cautious because that food item still turns into sugar in the body. So I will highly suggest starting the day with a high-protein meal, maybe eggs, maybe turkey sausage, cheese roll-ups, something like that that is more satisfying and will keep the child less hungry throughout the day. Usually when kids eat cereal in the morning, they get this big spike of energy and then they crash and they're hungry maybe an hour or two later because some of these cereals are highly processed. They don't have enough fiber. They don't have enough nutrients. So the child stays hungry. So the kid is like, when they get home, they come and they eat whatever they find. So that's also a best way to start the day. It's shown that people that eat a healthy breakfast in the morning tend to eat less throughout the day. That's very important. And then lastly, I would say involving your child in meal planning and preparing foods. When you go to the stores, let your child pick a different food item, something that they would like to try, and you guys can try it as a family. Again, taking those small steps. If you're cooking, invite your child to learn how to put these foods together. Kids that learn how to cook early in life tend to eat less processed foods because they know how to make their meals at home. So I would say those are the things I think parents and, you know, our kiddos that are listening to can start doing with as a family and go from there, just taking those small steps and start, you know, start, just start. I'm going to end it with that. Just start. Well, thank you for your time and for this sweet information, Otto. That was Otto Santiago, clinical dietitian with the Get Up and Go program at Children's Health. Find more information on sugar and sweeteners online at childrens.com slash healthyweight. This has been Children's Health Checkup. I'm Caitlin White. Thank you for listening.